Hey, hey, y'all. It's another episode of the Sports Freak Podcast. Hey. The usual suspects in the building. Myself, Matt. You got Miss Regina. Say what's up, Regina. Hey, y'all. It's Gina from She Talks Football. What's up? So glad to be here again today. We got my boy Ennis representing the Miami Dolphins. Fins <laughs> up. Fins up. What up? What's good Fins on this day? Fins up. And we... We, we, if you've been watching us since the, the first episode, we're missing uh, two of our comrades. Um, they got some personal issues they're dealing with. And uh, Javon, you're definitely in our prayers, brother. Yep. Definitely yep. in our prayers. We said a prayer before we came on air for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, prayers to everyone out there that we don't know that's going through stuff. Because there's a lot of people going through things right now and, and uh, with this COVID thing going on. And yeah. You no, know, just in life in general. So we, you know, our prayers and hearts are with you. If you're struggling with something, hopefully this episode of the Sports Freak Podcast will bring you some some joy and satisfaction. Amen. Um, with that being said, today's topics, uh, we're going to start off with the co- uh, the coaching carousel. So it's a lot of uh, we, we just we just passed a Black Monday this past Monday, and a lot of coaches have. Uh, have uh, have bit the dust. So yeah, it was dark and dreary. It was it, dark it, and dreary. Man, chop like like chop suey. Like like chop suey, Mister Ennis. He knows all too well. Yeah, he's an expert on Black Monday. If you're a Dolphins uh, fan, you you've had a few Black Mondays in your days. So um, we're going to start right there, y'all. We're going to start with the the coaching carousel, the firings, the potential hirings and uh, how it's changing the landscape around the NFL. So, Ennis, we're going to start off with you, brother. Uh, you know, you're the expert in this situation. We still have our head coach for now. <laughs> and, but um, we're going to let you start off because Brian Flores uh, was fired, surprisingly, uh, around the league uh, league circles. A lot of people were, like, really taken back and shocked that he True. was let go after going on a seven-game winning streak right. and nearly making it to the playoffs. So... What, what's what's going on? I know you got your ears to the streets down there in, uh, in Miami and the and what's going on with the Dolphins. So tell us what's going on with, with Flores and where, where, where you guys looking to go from there. Okay, so, you know, last episode, I was telling you about little rumblings that I was hearing that was happening after the game between players and, and coach. And but it got a little deeper, you know what I'm saying? So since the, the – Tennessee game, we come to find out that Tour and Glow had a, a, a spat in the locker room. Because if you, I don't know, Fence fans is watching, though, during the game, we seen Glow snapping on the sideline on Boyer, Tua, and then we heard about the locker room incident. But what had came out after the Patriot game, that uh, in the tunnel, Ross was in the tunnel, our owner. And he... I guess had some words with Ross. I think it was, yeah, that game or the pet game. But somewhere, we, we're still trying to find out which game. I talked to somebody yesterday, said it was that, that they, they, somebody they know, close source, that I trust this person, said somebody you know was in the hallway and heard Ross tell the owner, you don't know how to win. I know how to win. Wow. Because he, he, from the Patriot, and he know how to win. But my thing is, Bill won that. You were just on the staff. So you can't take full credit for saying you're a winner for being on someone's staff. 
You get what I'm saying? So for you to have your chest out to our owner and bucking him, like he's just nobody. Yeah. So, but the reason why he got fired, that was just icing on the coffin. But we're hearing that Glow would chastise players when they did wrong, but when they did good, he just walked right past them. It was no good job on that block, good running that route giving players encouragement when he saw them do good. It was like, oh, you were supposed to do that. I don't have, I shouldn't have to tell you. But you jumped down their throat when they made a mistake. You see what I'm saying? So That's, it, that's a very it, good point. It, people keep poking on his record and his coaching like he's not a good coach. Nobody's saying he can't coach players or whatever. But you got to be a man, a, a leader of people and communicator and relationship builder. Happy People saying that seeing the defense tweet that, oh, he was a good coach, but you don't see none of the offense players coming to bat for him. Why is that? Because mm-hmm. he he showed more favor to the defensive players because he was a defensive coach. Then, you know, right. go you ahead. Know, and I wanted to meet Chalman right there because, you know, we, we, we be on the Twitter spaces and we be talking to, you know, chopping it up with other fans and stuff. And that's the biggest thing. It's like when people, when fans say they want change in the coach, and they always look at defensive, offensive coordinators. What they don't realize is sometimes that person may only have a specialty in that in, on that side of the ball. And they not, they might not even know how to even communicate with the offensive side of the ball. That's why you have, like, career coordinators, right? Because those are people who are self-aware and know that, hey, I'm really good at just coaching defense, so I'm going to just stick to that, you know? And we've seen some coaches dip their toe and try to be a head coach. It doesn't work. And then they go back to being a coordinator. They go back to their bread and butter and the, the thing that worked for them. So but that's why, I, Matt, you know, it's important people be careful when you when you ask for a coach that, oh, he I want an offensive genius or a defensive genius. Be careful because, you know, he has to also, if he's a head coach, he has to also be able to coach the entire team or communicate with the entire team. So that's but, a good point. You're right, but this is where I want you to Regina, like people overlook what we learned. Because y'all have y'all coach, so y'all haven't had to deal with this. But think about this. He's been in only the Bill – all the Bill Belichick coaches failed because they only seen that one system. Mm-hmm. They only seen that one way of life. Mm-hmm. So when you go somewhere and you try to implement Bill's system, that man has a resume to where he got to the point where he can coach like that and walk around and act the way he does. So mm-hmm. you can't imitate somebody – that, and you don't have the resume that they, that they have, bro. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get Bill Belichick status in our organization mm-hmm. off of two, three seasons. Mm-hmm. You haven't won nothing. You haven't even took it to a playoffs yet for you to be saying, telling the owner, I'm a winner. You don't know, y'all don't know how to win. Who's y'all? I thought you're our coach. How you saying y'all? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, so this is why like people were so shocked because I told our fan base, you go to a job, you work at a job, you disrespect your boss on the shift, the last shift you work. You think you're going to go to work the next morning? Mm-hmm. That's why he was fired first thing in the morning because he did something to the owner. The owner was like, oh, no. The owner's hands off. He's in New York. He flies down for the game. But for him to have that press conference without the general manager told me that he was fed up. Mm-hmm. He, he, was, he was done. Like, he's already hearing that you had a fight, almost had a fight with your offensive coordinator. The general manager had to break them up. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, it was just 
events that we're hearing that was going on that, you know, they're not going to say during the season, but with the Watson rumors and you not handling in that and how you address the team, people mm-hmm. keep talking about his coaching. It wasn't the coaches. It was the relationship that you was having inside the organization. Wow. Like that's what they tweeted out when he got fired. It felt like a weight was lifted off the organization because you walking around, not even acknowledging players in the hallway Mm-hmm. If they not guys that you drafted or guys that you, you know, handpicked, you see what I'm saying? Like Christian Wilkins, Baker, he's showing them love, but the guys like Tula and Wild, uh, the guys on the offense aren't getting the same, yeah, get, not wow. getting the same, the same love from the head coach. But I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna ask you, let y'all go. Every quarterback that's in the playoffs mm-hmm. has a great relationship with their head coach, mm-hmm. whether he's an offensive coordinator side of the ball or deep, whatever side of the split, it doesn't matter. He they always have a good relationship. That's why it was a big issue with Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur. Y'all remember that? They, oh, they're not getting along. Woo, woo. And Aaron came out and squashed that. They're winning. You see what I'm saying? Y'all in Harbaugh's not mistreating Lamar. You see what I'm saying? He knows that that's that's the call. So we gotta have a re- great relationship. If me and the head coach and the quarterback don't have a great relationship. The team is not going to move right. That, that's period. Those are the two most important positions on the rock, on the team organization, besides the owner and GM. Mm. It's the head coach, then the quarterback. So if the GM, the head coach is having an issue and the quarterback and the head coach having an issue, how are we going to succeed? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I had to sip my coffee on that one. So I, you, you said something. I want to go back to that. So the Bill Belichick coaching tree. You know, the Bill Belichick coaching tree hasn't done particularly well over the years. And another one bit the dust this past Monday, Joe Judge. Uh, Regina, what do you think about the Joe Judge uh, firing in New York? And um, I, my opinion, I'll, well, actually, let, let me get your opinion and I'll give you my opinion on the Joe Judge firing. But what, what's your take on the, the Joe Judge firing in New York? Um. I guess what took so long, like we were all surprised that um, he wasn't fired on Monday. So, and that's one of the comparisons you saw all throughout, you know, social media is like Flores got fired, but Joe judge did not. Right. Um, and that quarterback sneak on that, what was that four, nine or three? And like that, I was, uh, was that, I saw that, that I thought it was like, I, I thought it was cuss. fake. <laughs> was that was that him like saying f y'all i know i'm leaving anyway so let me just pull out this dumb play like that was really crazy right there that like, i've never had seen to nothing have done like that as a joke. i'm saying it had to have been a joke or him just you know trying to give the organization the players the fans the finger or something like that because really there's no logical reason for that play um right. But yeah, so we know it's been a bunch of turmoil there. Uh, the Giants, they, they had a horrible season. They've had a horrible, actually I looked up his record. So he was there for just for two seasons. So he only got two, six and 10 in 2020 and four and 13 in the season. Like you went from bad to worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't say it was because, you know, it was just the personnel. Cause people try to give Daniel Jones some flack. That dude is not a bad quarterback. He's not. At least in fantasy, he can give you some points in fantasy. I know, because I actually had him on a few teams. So he, he can give you some fantasy some, points. Huh? Let me add some talk context to that. You know Judge was a special teams coach over there. He wasn't even one of the uh, offensive uh, decent coordinators. 
But the thing is, rumors that we hear, and I'm going to let you put it because I, I don't know what this is going to uh, add to what you're saying. They fired him because the rumor we are hearing is that they want Flores because they think Flores can bring Watson. They're going to hire the GM that drafted Watson in Houston and pair him with Flores to try to get Watson. You mean to go to, to the Giants? Yeah, that's what that's, we're hearing. That's very interesting. Had not heard that whole complicated. Had you heard that, Matt? No, no that's a that's a new one. That's uh, I, I haven't heard that one. I know that the Giants have been interested. They've been showing interest in um, Joe Ortiz from the Ravens and uh, uh, Wink Martindale. But see, know, we, uh, we we got we hear what flows going on because you know they keep people keep track of you know what's going on with him or whatever. But we got people trying to snoop into the Watson thing because the hair is clearing up. So we've been keeping our ear to that. And that's where that info came from. People in Houston also want him flow in Houston to try to save Watson from leaving Houston. So this is all the reason why he might get another shot. I did hear that. Yeah. I could definitely see the Houston Texans also wanting to trade him out of the AFC. You know, I could see they that. don't they don't want to trade him. They want flow. They they get it flow because they think if he wanted to come to Miami because of flow. So oh, they're thinking uh, if, if they, no, if that's they are I don't think he wants to be in Houston at all. Like I think it's the ownership. It has nothing to do with the coaching staff. Right. It's the ownership that he doesn't he's not getting along with. You know, well, now here's the has, funny thing though. Here's the funny thing, you guys. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. all throughout this entire legal battle, I've not heard the Texans organization say anything negative about him. No. Have you? Mm-mm. So I've not heard him say anything negative about him. You know, I haven't heard anything to say that, you know, they're not in support. I'm not saying they should be in support. Obviously, you, you right. know, that needs to be cleared out. But the interesting thing is I have not heard them say they haven't like. Uh, well, I, I would say this part, Gina, I would say this. Um, when the allegations and the, the, the rumors came out, mm-hmm. um, apparently the lawyer who was representing these ladies work for the owner of the Houston Texans. Well, there's some type of connection with, neighbors with the, yeah, there's the, some type the, of connection. Right. So if you're trying, that part if, is weird, if you yeah. were really supporting Deshaun and you're trying right. to, that is true. Yeah. If you're supporting him and you wanted his best interest, you're, you're probably not going, you're probably going to tell that lawyer like, Hey, you know, chill out. You know what I mean? Like, cause that, that owner got enough money to be like, you know, go away. <laughs> you know Unless what I'm saying? That lawyer is a for, I mean, I think, I think they know about the recognition. Stuff. I think they knew about th- that the whole time. What it was was when he said, "I don't want to be here." Right. Like, not, That's when all the stuff up. came out. It yeah. it wasn't until he said he wanted to leave. Right. When all of this stuff came out, it's speculation right. on all of our parts. But you know, obviously, everybody has said that. Absolutely. And, and so, so Gene, I want to you know finish with you with Joe Judge, and then we'll move on to Mike Zimmerman. But um, to to me, Joe Judge was just. Rich Eisen said it best. Like he was just so arrogant. Like he was taking shots at other other uh organizations and mm-hmm. other coaching staffs. And does it sound familiar? Does that who does that sound up like? On the, um, he was standing up on uh on the podium talking as if he like won championships or something. Like he was, you know, oh, there's other guys out there who no longer with the organization that is calling me and want to come back to the organization and what is that though? What is that that's about it. that organizational tree though? Like, because I, 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 I think Vabril is arrogant. I'm not a wait, fan of Vabril. I'm not going to take away from his work. 
Go ahead. Well, Brezina, I was going to say that, but Vrabel didn't coach under him. He played under him. Okay. So he, he, he seen that, that he, he was one of them that took that. And he was like, oh, I'm not going to do that part. I'm going I'm to tweak. I'm going to use some of that, but that's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. They they sit in meetings with him. They spend all that time, more time with him than a player. So they did that. That's why I said when he was saying that, I was like, who does that sound like? Flow. Like all of them coaches had that issue. Bill O'Brien, uh, Patricia, when he went to Detroit. The threat Bill's coming back to the NFL. I, I would go all the way back to Eric Mangini. Mangini was like that. You see what I'm saying? That's the point. Like any, if, like I said, God forbid y'all have to get a new head coach. Y'all, y'all don't want someone that's only been in just one system. You want someone that had to go coach in Cincinnati. Got Because you want them, when they get that job, you want them to be able to say, hey, I got a job here. Come work with me. But if you, you only know, been- thing about the Ravens organization, though, is that the Ravens organization has had some great coaches come through that building. That's what I those coaches are still connected to Baltimore. So if that if that job just for say were to open up, they would have so many great candidates because there are coaches who might or who maybe even in college who would have never thought of coming to the NFL. But when a job like Baltimore opens up, when you know you're gonna have stability in the front office, you know you got a good owner, you know it ain't no drama, you know the scouts know how to uh, scout. And you know they know how to draft, and they're gonna give you everything field, that you yeah. need to win. I think you would have coaches lining up out the door to get that job. That would be. Papa isn't most, going anywhere though. So that, no, he's not. Going no, no, no. That, I'm just saying that, that coach, would be the most. That would be the most coach, thought out job. Yeah, but that coach has to have relationships to build his staff. That's why Harbaugh has been successful. His brother has been successful because they know how to put people. And good quality people, yeah, I might not like Roman, but for the beginning, he did okay. He did better than some of these OCs that's getting fired for one year left and right. Trust me, I know. We had three. We're going to hold on to that one. We're going to hold on to that one because that's the next topic. But um, so Joe Judge, to me, like Gina said, like Ennis said, Joe Judge needed to be fired. His arrogance is what got him fired. His his uh lack of production you know, his lack of 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 accountability got him fired his lack of awareness got him fired and his lack of performance got him fired so joe judge we wish you luck buddy but you got yourself fired i think the next time if you get an opportunity to be a head coach if you're listening be yourself not bill belichick <laughs> but anyway, so next, next, uh, next up on the co- coaching carousel, Mike Zimmerman. And it's, I mean, uh, Gina, I'm gonna let you kick us off on this one. Mike Zimmerman finally out in Minnesota. Mike Zimmerman is a really, really good coach. He's a real, well-respected coach. Deion Sanders like swears by the man. Said the man is a, one of the best coaches he's ever had in his whole entire life. Um, great defensive coordinator. I think his Achilles heel was quarterback. But I'll see what I wonder what Gina uh, thinks. Do we agree? Do you think him not having a quarterback really did him in, or, or what do you think it was? Well, I think it was a contributing factor. Like again, he he's eight seasons with the Vikings, um, uh, seven nine, eleven five, eight eight, thirteen and three, eight and seven, ten and six, seven nine, eight and nine. So really, you know, two years of ro- in a row with with um, with losing seasons. Um, but 
not bad. They and they almost get there. I think he got fired because he could not get them over the hump. They have been almost there all of these eight years with some good personnel. I mean, this dude has had Dalvin Cook for the last several years. Um, he got Justin Jefferson now. Like, who would not kill to have Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, you know, on their team? Definitely they've had good defense. Vikings defense overall, maybe not every single year, overall has been pretty good. And they always get, like, this close. But he he's not been able to get them. I mean, but also – what rings out in my mind is field goal kickers. Like they have lost games because the the um, the kicker couldn't get the kick through. Like mm-hmm. remember the year they missed getting into the um, I oh, think yeah. they missed getting yeah. into the playoffs because dude missed the field goal. I think they were in the playoff game. Dude missed the field goal. Like different kickers. Like I don't know. It's been like um, it's been Liberty rough Snicket. Yeah. It's been Liberty Snicket for him. It's been straight Liberty Snicket. So. I understand why they moved on for him, but again, I agree with you. He's not a bad coach. He's gotten them so close, just have not been able to get him all the way. You know, that division that they're in is a tough one. Trying to get up over Green Bay is tough Um, because out of the three, obviously the Vikings are the second best team in that division. Um, And trying to get past Green Bay is just, is really rough. So I understand why they went away from him, but I don't think, He's the bad coach, and he'll probably get picked up somewhere else for sure. Absolutely, and if, and and those, uh, Gina, you would remember this, and and, and I'm pretty sure you you know you're an AFC savant, uh, savant yourself. When when Zimmerman was the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, they were a thorn in our side. Like that defense was always competitive and really really good every year. Actually, it, it was the best part of that team for a while. They had a really, really good defense, and that's what how he even got the head coaching job because he had been a part. He had been a defensive coordinator for a long time, and he was one of those guys like um, he was one of those guys like uh, uh, the guy from Denver. I always forget his name. Uh, head coach that just got fired in Denver. Fangio. He, he, yeah, Fangio. Him, fan, him, and Fangio have been some excellent defensive coordinators throughout the years. Their biggest problem is uh, they had never at that at the, up to that point they had never gotten an opportunity to be a head coach. And both of them, well, I think Zimmerman had more success. He was in the playoffs. You know, remember the year with uh with um uh, Diggs had the incredible catch against New Orleans, but then they run into the buzzsaw in Philly, and you know that was Philly Super Bowl year. You know, and then like I remember, you know, I know what you're talking about, Gina, where the kicker, I think his name was Walsh. This is before they had their new stadium built. They were playing in the uh, the Minnesota the outdoors, game, right. the outdoor stadium, and right. it was cold. I think they still had Mike Wallace on that team, and uh, they were playing against Seattle. And he missed a field goal. He missed a couple of field goals in that game. Cost them. Uh, man, the Vikings have had it had it rough for a long time. I, I go back to when when Brett Favre was there, and uh, they had went to the NFC Championship game, and, and Brett Favre threw that interception at the end. And well, how about the Vikings team that that uh that ran through the lead, the, the Randy Moss year, his rookie year. Um, they ran through the league. They ran through the, you know, the NFL, and then they're losing the playoffs to the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds. It, it's just been rough. If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan out there and you're watching this, my heart goes out to you. I'm sorry. They just, they just ride teams too long. Like, that, that – he should have been gone at year six. Like, you think? Yes. Like, he rides – they look – now they're trying to get rid of cousin. No, how much they paid cousin all them years? Like you could have moved assets and you get over the hump. They didn't try. They didn't make no real moves 
to try to get over the hump. They rolled them players. They added through the draft or whatever. Mike signed a free agent, but they didn't do nothing dramatic. You don't remember any player that tipped the scale going to Minnesota. You see what I'm saying? Like who has been, who has went there or them? Who have they went after besides Cousins? That's besides a, that's Jared, a good point because because yeah. like because Cousins is not a bad quarterback. Right, no, he's not, he's not a great quarterback, and because right. that. You end up like the Ravens were in the end of the Flacco years, where you're not bad enough to pick in the top five, but you're also not good enough to win a Super Bowl. So you end up in the eight and eight no man's land, and you and you really can't move on from Cousins because you don't draft high enough to get a quarterback to replace him. That's not the agent options. But, but you don't want to trade an asset and some picks to move up. Like you ain't taking no gambles. They don't never take no gambles. They just stay status quo. Whatever falls to us comes to us. Like, right. But you know, what access do they have though? I mean. You, you, you're not gonna. Who are you gonna trade away to try to get up and get and get something though? Right, right. Because they, they don't have a lot you of right out there in the middle, right? And you don't have all the top playmakers. You right. got a few. You can't trade away the few playmakers that you have. That would be the equivalent of when um uh he got rid of what's the face got rid of D Hop. Like who does that? So I mean he couldn't do that. Yeah. Um. So I will say this though. Um. The, the next head coach of the Vikings has something to work with, right? right? You, you got Justin Jefferson. You have Dalvin Cook. They have, uh, I like the tight end that they have over there. Pretty good tight end. Um, they have Thielen, decent, Adam Thielen. They have Adam Thielen yeah. if they yeah, decide to continue with him. They have uh, some decent pieces on the offensive line. I think they need to add, you know, one or two more pieces on that line. The defense is what really needs the, the overhaul, right? Um, you know, they run it back a couple of years. Uh, with Barr, I think he's a free agent this year. Uh, I like to see the Ravens go after Anthony Barr, especially now with uh, with uh, Bowser being hurt. He'd be a nice little insurance policy. But um, they they have they have some pieces, and so the cupboard is not completely bare. If I'm the new head coach, I want my own quarterback. I want to move on from Cousins. You know, Cousins made a lot of money to basically be mediocre, and um, I would uh, I would probably get a new quarterback and. Um, and then just, you know, go from there, man. Um, you know, be I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota is a dark horse in the running for Deshaun Watson because Houston may want to send him out of the conference. Minnesota, will, you know, will, they do have some cap space and they do have some draft picks. They could work out a deal to get Deshaun Watson. And that would be intriguing because if you put Deshaun Watson with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook, now you're cooking. Now you just need to build a defense. Um, the next guy 12, on that so. on that list, we're going to go back to the AFC, Vic Fangio. Ennis, we'll let you kick off the Vic Fangio, and uh, and then Regina, we'll we'll let you finish up uh, Vic Fangio. Um, I don't really have too much, or it was just like some like we were saying, like some people just good at what they do. I don't think he was like gonna be a good head coach. Like people try to dip their feet in the water. I respect that, but sometimes you got to know what your lane is and just rock it. Like, uh, I feel, you know, bad for, like, people that don't succeed. Like, I wish, you know, everybody can have success, but, like, sometimes doing something ain't what you, like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's hard to explain. Like, you said Yeah, he's good at a defense coordinator, get your money, be the top defense coordinator, and demand your salary, rock out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not easy just taking over the whole thing. Like, that's where 
owners want to just grab the hot guy, but don't look into can he manage uh, all 53. It's different when you just managing one side of the ball and you got assistance, you know what I'm saying, and the pressure's not on you on the sideline having to decide to throw a flag because that's what we had to deal with flow, like game situation. You see what I'm saying? If you're horrible in game situation, but you can be the great defensive quarter, offense quarter, but if you're bad at game situation managing, it's not gonna it's it's not gonna help. Like all the coordinating IQ you got. You gotta know how to gang manage, people manage, relationship. You have a bigger broad once you take that title. So like I said, it's not easy for everybody. I feel bad that he he didn't work out for them because they got a good team down there. Gina? So Fangio, three seasons, seven, nine, five, 11, seven, and 10. I mean, obviously it, it was a struggle. <laughs> you can't always, I mean, you can't, you can't always go with record, but you know, definitely it was a struggle for him. Listen. I, I'm, I really, really don't have anything good to say. Cause he just, as a Ravens fan, he left a bad taste in my, in my mouth this season for sure. Um, you know, it's like, dude, Wait, look, when he got five, I was like the Broncos, you know, y'all had that little 3-0 win, but you had played the Jets, the Jaguars, and uh, who was the other team? The Giants. You had played the Jets, the Jaguars, and the Giants and was on a 3-0 run and thought that your team were a contender. And then they ran into ran LJ against, and got exposed. Right, until they ran into who? Y'all see that that pretty, um, you know, that shiny. So they, you ran into us. And, and got exposed. Right, and got exposed for where you really were. But I'm like, I'm not mad at that. It's early in the season you know, you have time to try to make some corrections, you know, and do something. And they did make a little turnaround. They they got some more wins in there and everything. But um yeah, dude, I don't know. You that, got up there on the podium and talked bad about our organization. Like he worked there. Like he wasn't right, 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 like he wasn't right. check cash and checks. And was like, you know, I know what goes on there. The coach doesn't care about player safety. Like you just went on a rant and two or three weeks later you were still talking about that game. Boo, pull a Belichick. You move on. When that game is over, you move on to the next team. So I'm like, why is he still talking about us? So all of that about him just left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, dude, you're the head coach of a team. Y'all need to move on and see what you can do to win the next game and the game after that and the game after that. So, and I'm not saying, you know, what he said was true or not true. I'm not judging what he said. I'm judging the fact that he said it. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't have got so butthurt over, you know, it was still time on the clock. You the one decided to go for the touchdown at the end of the game. Like when you, you couldn't score enough points to win that game. So you were trying to get the score closer to make the game look like it was closer. We got the interception. Then you're going to get mad because we did one play and, and got five. What was it? Five yards so we can stay on. A, and, and you got pissed about that. You, you know, I always on say the, wrong thing. the NFL stands for not for long. And that's for every player, unless your name is Tom Brady. And, while you're there, you want to make as much money as possible. And you also want to get your name in the history books for good things if it's possible. Every player want to be remembered well after they're gone, right? If you're a young player, if you're a young person who's not, say that you're not even born yet, for the generation that's not even born yet, they'll be able to look up records and see who holds the record for this, who holds the record for that. And if you're a player that's playing right now, it's, it's very important to have your name in history. And so for any team or any coach that has a problem with a player or a team going for history, then you, you need to really look in the mirror and question your real like 
football acumen and your football like like how much do you love football because that's what it's about it's about having fun it's about scoring points it's about winning games and championships and it's also about breaking records this is part of the game what i will say about the denver broncos is this just like i said about minnesota the cupboard is not bare mm-hmm. there's a lot of great pieces over there they have a really good receiving they need core. a qb though yeah they do need a quarterback they have a really good running back i love javante williams right they they have uh, Jerry Judy who I like Tim Drag Patrick Marlin I will never forget that Tim Patrick who he used to be a Baltimore Raven it's a lot of those guys around the league that used to be Baltimore Ravens didn't get a chance and then went somewhere else and balled out and but I'm very happy for Tim Patrick they also have uh, they have a pretty good tight end they have some solid pieces on defense that secondary is is really good and young they need a quarterback. There's one guy out there that if he went there, it could really shake up the AFC. You talking about Russell? You talking about Aaron? He wears number 12, and he plays in Wisconsin. That is the type of guy that John Elway and the Denver Broncos have shown a propensity to go after. They went after Peyton Manning. You know, uh, they've tried their hand at young quarterbacks, but Aaron Rodgers is absolutely the type of quarterback that they would go for. And he would really fit in up there in Colorado. It kind of, you know, he would really fit up there in Colorado. I think he would. Um, I don't want to see it because that makes our our road to the Super Bowl harder. But for from a football standpoint, if Denver were to get Aaron Rodgers, it could get very interesting in the AFC. We're hearing we hearing the only way he leaves Great Bay if Hackett leaves. That's why you. I don't know if y'all been hearing teams interview that uh, Coach Hackett from Green Bay because they believe if they, if he wins it and Hackett gets a job, Aaron's going to say, here's your trophy. I want to, I want to go where he's going or I'm retiring. You know what I'm saying? That's the rumor coming out of Wisconsin that we're, because we're, we're in some fake rumor that him and a, a, Devontae Adams might come down to us. Like we're like it's a fool's goal, but if it happened, hey, but I don't see it. Gina, Gina, Gina. This is your favorite topic. This next topic is Gina's favorite topic. She loves talking about it. We talk about it every day on Twitter. We talk about it till we're blue in the face. Y'all know if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, the number one topic in the flock, Greg Roman. We got, don't forget Matt Nagy, though. We just got to throw him out there because he got even we don't talk about Matt Nagy. Okay, Bears fans. Matt Nagy got fired. The end. <laughs> they they probably happy. They probably happy. We don't talk about it that much. Exactly. Sure, like they sure. probably never want to hear the name Matt Nagy ever again. And yeah. Hate it because my name is Matt as well. Uh, and but you Matt know, Nagy, man, speaking you, you of segue, the back, um, segue into the Ravens, you know, people tried to tie him to us. I'm like, that is crazy. Like, if if we fired Greg Roman, if that's a big if. Um, and it's dwindling day by day for Ravens fans that that Harbaugh might bring in Matt Nagy. I'm like, where did that even come from? But anyway, we don't want any parts of that. But what's bad, they trying to put that Mitch Trubisky draft on him, and he didn't want him. No. The second overall pick to get Mitch Trubisky. He figured, I think the GM thought he was like, outsmarting everybody like oh i'm gonna get the tom brady of the draft and no one no one's gonna see it coming i'm gonna get this kid out of north carolina who's only played one season and you know doesn't have much uh tape on him otherwise and i'm gonna just draft him and he's gonna come out of nowhere and i'm gonna look like a genius 
and you had Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in that same draft. <laughs> Sometimes, why, listen that's to me, why, general managers, general managers. That's why when it came out that he no. didn't want Trubisky, they fired the GM the next day because he put it on him. Like, bro, when that came out, I said, whoa, because that's what everybody was saying. Like, he, uh, Matt Nagy thought that was his quarterback. He went in up and got him. He didn't want him. Like, the, Don't the outsmart GM. yourself. <laughs> GMs, don't don't overthink it. If Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are there, don't, don't try to be the smartest guy in the, win, in the room by drafting Mitch Trubisky. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because he beat a weak Hurricanes team that, that year he came out. Like, bro, are you serious? He beat a weak Hurricanes team. This wasn't the Ed Reed, Ray Lewis Hurricanes. Like, bro, you drafted him off that? Like, oh, my God. Anyway, Gina, <laughs> Greg Roman. Yeah, so as you know, the Ravens fans, we've discussed the plight of, of, of G-Ro at nauseum now on Twitter every single day. I mean, every day. We've been in every Twitter space. Day. We've been blowing Twitter space up. Um, <laughs> I am still on the we should let G. Rowe go train. Or I heard an interesting um, option today in this space. And I think it was, oh, yeah, it was Skeptic Goat. I uh, love that dude. Shout out to my he, man Skeptic. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, so what you do is you don't fire him because he's like, Harbaugh's not going to fire him. But you change his role in in the organization. And then that will force him to make a decision and likely leave himself because he's not going to want to be less lesser than, you know what I'm saying? So you mean the, the, the same thing we did to uh, Marty Morningwood? Right. Pull that same thing. And that way he'll, he'll up and quit and decide he wants to spend more time with his family. So that's what you do. That I was, that was brilliant when skeptic go said that shout out to you. I'm like, okay, that's what we do. You save face. You don't actually fire him. And um, but he'll still move on because I don't think that he's the dude to take us where we need to go. I, as a Ravens fan, am not saying that G Row is trash. We're not saying that. I don't think any football fan is saying that right. he's not trash. What we're saying is he's not the per person to take us into the future for where we need to go with our offense and with Lamar. Absolutely. That's all we're saying. Thank you for what you have done so far. Thank you for that 2018 season. Thank you for the 2019 season, but don't don't get it twisted. You had Lamar Jackson, uh -huh. so it was Lamar. But what we're not saying that you didn't play a part of it. But for where we want to go, like I say, some people come into your life for a reason. Some people come for a season. I think his season is up, and that's all it is. I think right. his season is up. I think he he will forever be a great run game coordinator. But if you want to incorporate a strong passing game, a creative passing game, um, a passing game that's going to get you to Super Bowls, I just don't think that's – I can say he's not the dude for us, not for our QB, not for us. So that's why we want to move on from, from him. I, I still want that to happen. I, we don't think it's likely – um, uh, uh, one of the Ravens fans, and I'm not even going to mention his name because I only want to give you credit for it, son. Put out a fake one on Twitter, and we kind of like fell for for like we literally we were in a space. We was like, God, ah, we started screaming. Oh, uh, it was that sweet. was bad, man. He that he was real a, bad. Really it was, was like, like about to have a party, like we won a Super Bowl. It's sad that we were really celebrating somebody's fire. For real, like, like, for real. Lord, forgive me. Yeah, <laughs> so we wish like we that. wish G roll the very best. I'm sorry, um, Ennis. We wish G roll the nah, very best. Nah, and, nah, and if he's still going to be here, he's still going to be here. We're going to have to deal with it, and we're going to have to have some hope. But our fingers are still crossed that 
we will move on to T. Martin or to somebody else who we believe can take us to the promised land. We just don't think it's him. Well, right. here's my I hope, I hope he can retire or stay there, but I'll tell you why after he go. Here's my take. <laughs> and I'm a, I, this is this is my soapbox You're talk. Wrong, I'm it? going to talk Ravens fans off the cliff. Cause we are really on the edge, y'all. Like really, like, you know, my my background, my my career field is psychology. I might have to give some of y'all one-on-one sessions because y'all be hurting every day. Like, you know, y'all three hours ahead of us. I'm on the West Coast. So I wake up and y'all already in the space. <laughs> and I just be sometimes I'll click on just to hear the conversation and I hear Greg Roman and Greg Roman. And I'll just be like, oh God, I, 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 it's too early for that. So here, here it is, Ravens Flock. I know you want Greg Roman fired. I know. I know this. Say we. Greg, 2019, say we were 14 and 2. 2020, we were 11 and 5. And we just finished 2021. But take some solace in this. In the time that Greg Roman has been there, the Ravens have had the best ranked offense in the history of the organization. The three years he's been there, he's been by far <laughs> Lamar. He's been by far the best. But I will say this. When you're comparing him to previous Ravens offensive coordinators, the bar is not set too high. This organization has, has not had great institutional offensive coordinators as a as a as a uh, organization. They have not picked uh, offensive coordinators very well. Yeah, except for let's that talk about Matt Cavanaugh. Let's talk about the Cam Camerons. We can talk about the Jim Zorns. We can talk about uh, who was our uh, uh, Marty Morningwig. I mean, the list goes on of mm -hmm. guys that just we wanted to be put out of misery when our offense was on the field. I am a Ravens fan, and I'm sure Gina would agree. We're a Ravens fan that can remember when we would rather see the defense on the field than the All offense. Right. Just get us six points, Ray Lewis would say. Just get us six points, and we'll win the game. Right. That's how bad it has been as a Ravens fan for offense. So while Greg Roman is not the best offensive coordinator, he's been our best offensive coordinator. And we just went through a season of injuries. He may get fired. Ravens fans, <laughs> Lamar. 2022, we may get our wish. But here's the thing. Be careful what you ask for. I just went through a whole list of offensive coordinators throughout our organization's history and has not been good. If we fire Greg Roman, who will be the next? T. Martin. Will be another guy that we hate. Will be another guy that we want fired after two years. Just be careful what you ask for. I think Greg Roman brings some elements that I do like from the run game. There's a lot to be desired in the past game. But let's give him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't have J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards this year. And a lot of talk in the offseason was that they were going to get the running backs involved a lot more. Nick Boyle didn't come back until middle of the season and the offensive line never gained his footing. I'm looking at you, Villanueva. Let's hope Ronnie Stanley comes back healthy and we get our guys back. And let's hope Greg Roman can deliver us a Super Bowl. But Greg Roman, if you don't, you'll be added to the list of offensive coordinators that Ravens have gone through. So you're on the clock, Ravens flock, step away from the edge. 
And I think, well, I hope that we'll have better, better results in the future. <laughs> Thank you for that speech. Thank you for that speech, doctor. Uh, when you run for office, I'll vote for you. I'm, I'm going to say, welcome. You're welcome. but I'm You're still welcome. going to say, nah. I'm here every day. I take tips. I, I, I don't care hat. who the coordinator was. We would have been successful because of the Lamar Jackson dude. Yes. Le- yeah. Lamar Jackson, I don't care who the coordinator was. El Freaky? We, we were going to get something done with, with having Lamar Jackson. First of all, when he came into the league, you got we all know he got thrown in in the middle of the season after Joe Flacco had a hip injury. He got thrown in. And who, who going to catch him, boo? Nobody could catch him. That dude was breaking ankles all over the place. Gina, that I'm going to get a shirt. Coaching. Gina, I'm going to get a merch shirt. With your face on it and quotation mark to say, who going to check us, boo? Who going to check us, boo? <laughs> Although I will then have to turn around and pay that money to Cherie from um, from uh, uh, Real Real Housewives of Atlanta because that's oh, where it comes from. That comes from. He's Cherie. already. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's taken. Okay. She was like, who going to check me, boo? I just that's just <laughs> one of those lines. But um, but yes. Yeah, so she um, I don't care who it was. Lamar was going to get out on the field and be Lamar. I don't care who the coach was. He was going to get out there and do Lamar. The teams were still going to be scratching their heads, trying to figure out how to cover them. And we were going to win those games. You didn't see coaching really be a factor until we got to the playoffs. The playoffs are a whole different ball game. And that's where you can see who was coaching. Because we got out there and played the Chargers that we had just played two weeks earlier and didn't change anything at all. Just like, let's just get out there and run the exact same plays we played against them. And they did what? They knew exactly we were doing down to the point that they looked at Ronnie Stanley's footing, the way he placed his foot. They literally studied everything and said, oh, when he places his foot this way, it's a run. It's a run. And when he does it the other way, it's a pass. Mm -hmm. We didn't change anything. And that's where the coaching came in. And what? We lost that game. Lamar won those other games. Um, but we come around the next season. Of course, we got a great running game. We got Lamar. He's out there throwing throwing passes. You know, all of, we have a killer year. I just I cannot. Can, I'm not saying that Roman did not contribute, but um, t- most of the tribute for me needs to go to Lamar and and not to Giro. And if anything, he, it's just that Lamar fit into the scheme that he had because he's a run game coordinator. Lamar is a dynamic runner. So Lamar fit into the scheme that he already had. So yes, did he contribute? Yes, he contributed. But my tribute is going to Lamar for our previous year's success. And yes, we still need to move on. All right. All right. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we we need to make a future segment just for you called who going to check them, boo. And we're going to go through the highlights and, you know, we'll have you you know, tell us who's checking for who, who's checking for who. Let's make sure we put that down. Uh, don't try to steal it if you're watching it. I know y'all got y'all podcasts out there. Don't try to steal it. That's our segment. <laughs> That's our segment. Who going to check them, boo? Um, but now let's move on to the playoffs for the final part of our show. Um, hey, DraftKings, y'all might want to um, holler at us. You know, give us that, uh, that paid partnership because these picks are solid. When we go through our picks today, you can take them to the bank. I guarantee it's going to win you a lot of money. Um, Let's start off with some some playoff games that stand out to you. 
just give us one or two individually, and then we can go through our, our weekly picks for the playoffs this week. Ennis. Go ahead, Ennis. You haven't spoken in a while. What's what's a playoff game that stands out to you, brother? What? The Cowboys game. Against the, the 49ers, right? Yeah. Ah, you stole my thunder. <laughs> like, I think, like I said, I'm in, I'm in Texas, even though I'm a Dolphins fan. They always get there, and then, like Stephen A. say, just wait. And it is it's history. So I think the 49ers, because I watch their games when I'm not watching Miami, they, of course, they're on the TV here. So if I don't tune into another game that I want to see, I'll watch them or, or when they on Monday or Thursday, whatever, Sunday night. And because I got homies here that fans, and I, I want them to have that, you know, since my team ain't in it. Like I, I want to see my friends happy that, that are here that are Cowboy fans. But I'm like Mike McCarthy. Mm, I'm just. I tried to tell them when they signed, like, eh, like I didn't like that. But the 49 is going to run run through that, and I believe that. Like, Michael Parsons is not there yet as far as run defense. He too light in the booty. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has to – he's a great pass rusher, but they're not going to let Jimmy G drop back 50, 30, 35 times. They're going to run that ball, and they're already suffering against the run. So I'm so I, excited about that game, Ennis, though, because here's the reason why, like, it's the nostalgia for me, right? Like I remember the, the legendary Baltimore, that Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, yeah. Michael yeah. Irvin, Deion Sanders, Jerry it Rice. It just don't have that flair, though. I, I mean, it don't. You know, you don't got you don't got the triplets in Dallas no more. I mean, you got the new triplets. You know, you got CD, Dak, and and Zeke. You know, um, the 49ers, You know, you you, you if got they was, if they was like twelve. 12 and four or something, and you know what I'm saying? And then Cowboys was then, yeah, but they just squeaked in. So I'm like, but now they hot. So, but the 49, I mean, the Cowboys leveled off. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they panicking here. They like, they done leveled off. They, they worried, are they, is the offense clicking? That's why they played them against the Eagles so much because they, they wasn't clicking and the defense ain't tackling. Like, so yeah, they worried. Like, yeah, the, the nostalgia of that game is really exciting to me. Go ahead, Gina. What, what what's the game that uh, stands out to you this weekend? Oh, so I was going to comment on that one, but oh, you can sure go ahead. Yeah, so for me, the keys for that particular game is on the Cowboys side, because um, this game could really come down to either team. I'm going to give the edge to the 49ers, though. Um, but um, if the if the Cowboys offensive line can stand up and Dak has time to throw. Oh, I think that he can burn them. The, the offensive line has not been tight like they're supposed to be this entire season. And there have been multiple games when Dak has been on the run, like the Beyonce um, uh, thing. So, no, I, I'm, I'm saying that um, if, 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 they, if he has time to throw, he will be able to burn them, and I think Trayvon Diggs will do his thing. However, when it comes to coaches, it's not even close. Shanahan is the better coach for me. Um I think on the run game, they may be equal. We know Debo can do a lot of different things, though. But um, but it could come down to, to be equal. But I think Shanahan is the better coach. And I think overall, it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a close one. But I'm going to give it to 49ers in the end just because he he got the better coach. They got the better coach. I'm going to give it to him. The, but, them, def- them defensive huh? ends, though. Bosa and that other boy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But the the game that sticks out to me since, you know, and it stole my thunder. I'm gonna go to the AFC and I'm gonna go okay. Cincinnati, Las Vegas. 
That's now, what I was going to ask. If you, you look say. at Go this ahead. one on Ooh, paper, you would say, oh, the Bengals are probably going to, you know, tear them up. But we all know, if you've been watching the Bengals this year, the Bengals have not been a consistent football team. Yeah, they they'll beat the Ravens and then lose to the Jets. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll beat the 49ers or beat a good team and then they lose to a bad team. The Las Vegas Raiders is not a bad team. They've been scrappy all year. And the, their two their strengths on defense happens to be Cincinnati's weakness. Uh the Vegas Raiders has those pass rushers and Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe. Those guys mm-hmm. can give your tackles fit if you don't have solid tackles. And I don't think Cincinnati's tackles are the best. So I give the Vegas Raiders the 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 um the advantage in that area. Obviously, Cincinnati has the advantage with their receiving core mm-hmm. against uh Las Vegas' uh secondary. But if the pass rushers can get heat on barrel, I think the Vegas Raiders can really they can really get in this game and possibly even win it um, because that offense of Las Vegas can definitely put up points and they will be able to put up points against the Bengals uh, defense. That defense has been solid this year, but it hasn't been great. And, uh, you know, as you've seen against the Chiefs and against some other teams, you can definitely put up points on that on that defense. Um, so it, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting. Um, I'm worried about the Vegas, you know, Raiders traveling to the East Coast in in the cold of uh, Ohio, Cincinnati. I'm worried about that, mm-hmm. but uh, I think they can do it. I'm, I'm gonna be rooting for those guys this weekend. That's a game sure. that really stands out to me. Uh, one more game that stands out to you guys, and another game that stands out to you guys before we make our picks. Um, I'm gonna have to go with. I'm just gonna stay with the AFC. And you got to go with the Steelers Chiefs. Although I think all the AFC games are banging, really. Yeah. Um, uh, Steelers Chiefs, Patriots Bills, Raiders Bengals. Like that's good. All three of those games are really going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the Steelers Chiefs, we nobody is falling for what Ben Roethlisberger said. First of all, ain't nobody falling for that. That's that reverse psychology. Better. Yeah, <laughs> we know better than that. Um, I'm saying the Chiefs should win that game, but as we know, the Chiefs are not invincible. And furthermore, the Chiefs do not garner the fear that they used to. No. Um, not anymore. And I'm saying they're not a, still a good football team, but the the teams are not afraid of the Chiefs anymore. No. Not at all. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and and plus, Kelsey and, and Tyreek got hurt in, the, in that last game, both of them. So mm-hmm. I don't know what condition, you know, they are in. Are they going to be 100%? So it's I'm not gonna the the Steelers should not win the game, but I can't say that they can't win the game, um, and it's really going to depend on what their defense really um, what their defense could do. And they got they got Cam Hayward, um, you know they got um, Joe Hayden, they got T.J. Watt, like they got what's the other what's the other guy? So they have some good defensive pieces. <clears throat> they may be able to put some stuff together. Um, I don't know how many points their offense is going to score, and that's where they're going to fall down because the Chiefs can – they can score. So, yeah, that's going to be a good game. I want them both to lose, but if they both can't lose, then obviously I just want the Steelers to go ahead and get knocked out and and the Bengals just, you know, they AFC. I, I don't want let's to just get, Let's get the North out of these, man. Yeah, let's get, get them out. All right, so, all right, if you're out there watching right now, this is the part of the show. Well, you might want to get a pen and paper or pull out your notepad on your phone. Because if you're going to go in Vegas, you're going to make those picks. This is where you need to get them from. <laughs> we're going to go down. We're going to go through our picks. And I guarantee you, 
You can take these picks to the bank. Gonna make you a lot of money this weekend. So let's go through our picks. It's our pick segment. We're gonna start ladies first. Let's start with the AFC. Let's go to that game you just mentioned, Gina. Chiefs, Steelers. What say you? Woo! I'm still gonna go with Chiefs. I think you 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 just you have to go with Chiefs unless that defense just falls all the way off. Um, I, I'm still gonna have to go with the Chiefs. Yep, I'm right there. Take it to the bank. Go ahead and cash your check now. Kansas City Chiefs in mile high. There's no way the Steelers hobbling into the playoffs, barely making it into the playoffs, are going to go in and win that game. I think uh, anyone can have a chance, right? This season has showed us any given Sunday, but not this Sunday. Bye-bye, Steelers. Enjoy your retirement, Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Chiefs move on. I don't know. Ennis, you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, this ain't, that ain't even a – this shouldn't even be a question. Like, Arrowhead in playoffs – uh, like I said, I lived in Kansas City, so you, their team is not playoff ready to go in Arrowhead. That defense, the Chiefs defense in Arrowhead and playoff is a whole different ball game. I'm telling y'all, like, you, you have to be in that stadium when, they, especially playoff time, like is is no joke. That noise, it like Ben Ben is a bet to handle it, but the team is not ready for that. All over, like he don't have them old teams like he used to. That, you know, that battle with y'all, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm happy he got in, you know what I'm saying? It's a good story for him, but it ends there. All right, well, there's a sweep. out Tomlin, but okay. There's the sweep. Yeah. There oh, you have okay. it. I did want to say that that, that man, man, there's a lot, of, a lot of respect on his name. He hasn't had a losing season since he's been there. Yeah. So, I, I got to salute that well, man. Well, season and playoffs oh. is two different things, but. Yeah, there you have it. It's a, it's a clean sweep over here. Uh, Gina, myself, Ennis, we all picked the Chiefs. Uh, shout out to my boy Javon and Isaiah, yeah. our resident Chiefs fans. They're not with us today, but we picked your team. We picked your team, so, you know, that means y'all going to win. <laughs> all right, Ennis, kick us off. Next, The next matchup, Bills-Patriots. Who you picking? It's in Buffalo. It is in New England. No, no, I'm sorry. It is in Buffalo. I'm sorry. Uh, Buffalo. Mac Jones, that we the blueprint is out on him. But it's just getting Buffalo stopped they run. Like they did the second time. And it wasn't as bad as the first game when they ran two and he only three threw three passes or whatever that was. Was it the first or second game? I know one game they No, you was right. You're right. He he only threw three passes. That was the first game. And they figured that out the second game. So, you know what I'm saying? Like in Buffalo, I think. Mac Jones' first playoff, his eyes going to be too wide open. Like, he's cool and calm, but that's like we all know, that playoffs is a whole different animal. All right, well, let me pick that game. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bills. I'm going to go Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm still mad at the Bills from last year eliminating us out the playoffs. <laughs> so this is really uh, – Emotional for me. It is. I'm sorry, y'all. It's still too soon. I know it's been a year, but uh, that's literally our last playoff game. You know, I thought we would have another playoff game this year to get the taste right. of that one out. But I got to soak on another offseason of remembering the Bills. So, but the Bills move on this week. Take it to the bank. Go ahead and cash your check. Um, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. I just think they have too many weapons. Uh, it's going to be super cold up there. It might even snow. Um, and... I just don't see. I think New England is they're getting close, but they just I think that team is too young and and, and maybe they might be a year away. So 
I'm going to go I'm Bills. I'm going against both of y'all on that. I'm going with the Patriots. Um, I Ooh. firmly believe in having a run game in the postseason, and the Bills do not have it. And I absolutely believe in Bill Belichick and his scheming. And McDermott is good. He's great. But um, this is the playoff, someplace that Bill Belichick is literally at home every single year. He's at home. So um, with with the way he's able to scheme and, and take out your people, um, and the cold is not a factor. He's in New England. So neither has an advantage as it pertains to the weather or the cold. There is no advantages there. They're both used to playing in that severe, severely cold weather. So I think that you don't have to be killer on the QB side. You just need to not lose the game for them. I believe their running game is going to be back with Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and all of them. I think the running game is going to be back in full flow, and I think that defense is going to show up. It should be a very good game. I honestly believe the Patriots is going to march away with this one. All right, so look, NFL Network has their, when they do their picks, and the, and the one all-ball pick is, they call it the lone wolf. So ours is called the black sheep. So <laughs> this one, Gina, you are the black sheep. The black sheep. <laughs> All hey. right, next next Boston game. I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to start this one off. Cincinnati, Las Vegas. If you if you tuned into what we were talking about as far as our uh, – the picks that we think that, it, that it'll be, you know, um, that stood out to us. To me, it's the Raiders Bengals. Mm. I'm going to go with the Raiders in the upset. That mm. That's my pick on this segment. I mean, on this particular one, uh, go ahead and cash it. It's the upset of the week. I'm pretty sure you can get a good bet on the, the Raiders this week. So, because the Bengals are favorite. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I just trust something about Dark Carr, that team. They're playing for something different this year. It's, it's a lot more than just X's and O's in football for them. I think those guys are really playing for for something. You know, they, you know, a lot of people wrote them off when they lost their coach and then they lost their receiver and they got a lot, a lot of other stuff going on. So I go with the Raiders in that pick. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm just going to vote what I feel on this one, and I don't care. I want to do that. So I definitely want the Raiders to win. I want the Bengals to get knocked out immediately out of Ooh. the playoffs. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. It's going Ooh. to be – it should be a good offensive game. I'm looking for this to be a higher scoring game. Not as much defense, but definitely some type of shootout. Waller is back. I don't. I'm hoping he's 100 percent uh, because they definitely need him. And um, Josh Jacobs seems to be getting the the job done. So I'm, I'm definitely going to go with the Raiders, and that that's who I really want to win. That's what I'm basing it on. But the Bengals definitely have a chance for sure, for sure, to win this game. But I am going to go with the Raiders. Okay, okay. All right, so we both going with the Raiders on that one. If you're watching this, I know you noticed Ennis just disappeared. He had to go had to go deal with something. So, Ennis, we'll see you guys next week. Um, yep. But we're going to – me and Gina are going to finish out these picks. Uh, let's go real quick. Rapid fire, Gina. Let's go Bucks eagles Ooh. Honestly, I feel like the Eagles can upset the Bucks. Ooh. I really do. I feel like they can do it. The Bucks are inconsistent for me. But the thing that makes them win in the end is because that number 12, number 12. Is, is at the end of the game. And all if he's you got to keep him off the field. If he's <laughs> on the field at the end of the game, he's going to score. They're going to win. You got to keep him off the field. 
I really want to go with the Eagles on this one. I just, the Eagles haven't given me enough to trust them. So I'm, it's, it's the postseason. I'm going to have to go with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm going with Tampa Bay too because the winner of that game actually uh, will be playing. Well, if Tampa Bay wins, they go to the winner of Rams Cardinals. Um, but if the Eagles win, they will play Packers. I'm really looking forward to uh, a Brady Rodgers uh, NFC Championship game again. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That that would be interesting. I'm sure the NFL would like that as well. Um, so I'm going Bucks this week. I just think they they that they don't even need you know all the receivers that they lost to beat the, the Eagles. I think they gonna they got the running game going, and uh, I just think you know as long as you got yeah, twelve. Yeah, Fournette. Here, I forgot Fournette is back. Yeah, as that long as you got twelve. Difference. You got to go with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'll start with the next one. Cowboys, Eagles. I mean, Cowboys, 49ers. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going 49ers in the upset. It's just that simple. 49ers in the upset. I think they're the most physical team. I think they're playing with uh, house money because no one really expected them to even be there. Or, you know, no one's going to be picking them this week. Uh, you know, Cowboys are the media darlings. Everyone loves the Cowboys. And uh, I just think 49ers are going to smack them in the mouth. And we're going to see another... Cowboys fail season. I'm going with the Niners too. Okay. And then we're going to finish up with Rams, Cardinals. You start. I really want Kyle Mary and the Cardinals to go. I just, I'm going to have to go with the Rams. I mean, they seemingly have it all. It hasn't all come to fruition though on the field this season. It hasn't. They've been struggling still, even with that high powered offense that they have. Uh, and we know what they got on defense. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Rams. They split this season. The yeah. Cardinals beat the first game. Rams beat the second game. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with the Rams. Yeah, um, Cardinals got J.J. Watt back for the playoffs. Um, I don't trust Matthew Stafford. I just don't. Uh, I think in this game, the, they played twice this year. Uh, Arizona manhandled them in the first game. Second game, uh, Rams sneaked out a win. I think the third one goes back to the Cardinals. Okay. Uh, I believe the Cardinals are uh, – well, the Rams are at home, but it, w- it won't matter. It's, it's good weather. They're going to be in L.A. So, um, And it's not that long of a trip from Arizona to L.A. So I go with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury gets his first playoff win, and those boys move on. Uh, is D-Hop playing in this game? He's not playing, no, right? No, I think he's out-out. I don't think okay. he is. I knew he was out for the back. season. Yeah. They were saying he could probably come back for the playoffs. But even I without D-Hop, they have a lot of weapons. Uh, Chris West, uh, Chris Westry, I mean, not Chris Westry, uh, Anton Wesley was a big, I was a big fan of Anton Wesley when he was with the Ravens. Another guy like Tim Patrick, who was with the Ravens and left, and now uh, finding success. He's playing for his college coach, Cliff Kingsbury. I need that O-line to show up, though. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll get the running game going. Um, Con- James Conner has been out of this world this year. Uh, I, think, uh, I, I think Arizona pulls off the upset. They, I mean, the Rams got Eric Weddle coming out of retirement, man. I just don't, I just don't know. I think it's just a little, you know, too little, too we late. We love I you, think. Dub. We love you. I love you, Dub. I love you. I can't wait to become the, the Ravens' uh, uh, secondary coach or defensive coordinator. I can't wait for you to come to Baltimore. I know you work with the Ravens and Eric Acosta with, with doing some uh, draft stuff, but yeah, I got to go with the Cardinals on that one. So let's just rehash our picks real quick. Um, me and Ennis pick. Well, we all picked the Chiefs in the sweep. Me and Ennis picked the uh, the Bills, while uh, Gina picked the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, me and Gina picked the Raiders, and I believe um, 
Ennis picked the Bengals. Um, me and uh, me and Gina picked the Bucks over the Eagles. Uh, we all we both picked the 49ers, did we? Mm-hmm. We both picked the 49ers. Uh, Gina picked the Rams. I picked the Cardinals. So I'm just saying, if you want to win some money, you might want to take my picks. Ah. Might want to take my picks. We'll see. We'll count them all up next week, yep, and we'll see week. who had the better record as far as our picks. But it's been another fun episode, Sports yep. Freak Podcast. Like we said, it's going to get better every week. We had some technical difficulties early week. in this week, but uh, like we said, it's going to get better every week. And I, I believe um, this is just the beginning. Um, anybody want to get out there and uh, you know hit us up for some some paid partnerships? Like I said, DraftKings, hit us up because uh, you're going to see that our picks are legit. Um, so again, I just want to say this is Gina from She Talks Football. Yep. Definitely, you can follow me on. I am on the Undroppables platform, the Undroppables. So check them out, the Undroppables platform. They're on Twitter. They're on YouTube. Great content there. Um, not NFL and huge fantasy content. So definitely check them out. You can also follow me on Twitter. She Talks Football. It is one L. It's not a typo. It's one L in football. And my home YouTube channel, She Talks Football. And I have um, my podcast come out uh, weekly. I'm just getting back on the horn with that. But they come out weekly and they'll be on the Undroppables and they'll be on YouTube. And you should also eventually be able to listen to them all the places where you listen to podcasts. Matt, thank you so much for asking me to be a part. I've been having a great time, dude. You're welcome. I'm having a great time, too. Also, y'all, follow me on Twitter at has underscore the truth that's h-a-z underscore d-a truth t-r-u-t-h follow me i'm always in the twitter spaces and creating spaces and i'm always putting information out there about the ravens and just sports in general so i'm a good follow so follow me on there um make sure you're watching this on youtube make sure you hit that follow that that subscribe button uh make sure that you turn your notification on so when we uh when we do go live, you guys will be able to uh, jump on with us. And um, man, hit us up. Um, hit us up uh, if you have any questions for us that you want us to share on the show. Uh, uh, sports Dreads, that's sports, S-P-O-R-T-S, Dreads, D-R-E-A-D-S. I mean, I'm sorry, D-R-E-A-D-Z at gmail.com. Um, hit us up, man. Send us some send us some tweets uh, or ask us some questions through the email. Uh, that you want us to talk about on the show. So again, thank you again, Gina. You, you've been a wonderful co-host and I appreciate you. And we're going to continue rocking. And I yep. hope y'all rolling. Peace. Bye, everybody.